Welcome into A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, and we are A to Z Sports. We are powered by our title sponsor of A to Z Sports, and that is BetMGM. Download the app today in your Apple or Android store. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports on BetMGM. We love BetMGM. We'll talk more about BetMGM throughout the course of today's show. Also, our presenting sponsors. We love our presenting sponsors that include the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery and make sure that you go to the right specialist state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin, Tennessee. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Get a quote today and switch your health plan. I switch my health plan. You can switch yours. And Wilson County Hyundai, that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Check out their inventory. Your perfect make and model is right around the bend. That is wilsoncountyhyundai.com. All right, Sam, yesterday had some news with the Titans doing their due diligence on these quarterbacks in the draft class. We've talked about visiting pro days. We've talked about visits. Well, yesterday, Will Levis, former Kentucky quarterback, had a top 30 visit. If you see right there, as Tom Pelissero tweets out, headed to Nashville for Tuesday's visit with the Titans. So today, right there, marks the day that Will Levis will will go talk to the Titans brass, whether it's Mike Vrabel, whether it's Rand Carthon, and we, we established how to pronounce uh, Carthon last week. Will Levis, this is something that at, with the Tennessee Titans at 11 overall, they're doing their homework on Will Levis, who you got four uh, and maybe five, depending on where Hendon Hooker actually gets selected, but four quarterbacks that we all feel confident will be selected in the first round of a quarterback needy draft, especially at the tops with pick one and two, the Panthers and the Texans. Maybe C.J. Stroud. It also may be uh, Bryce Young. And then you've got Anthony Richardson. And then you've got Will Levis. In no particular order, we have no idea when they're going to get drafted. But what do you what do you think about the Titans, you know, inviting Will Levis into their doors and into the facility to get to know more about this draft prospect? Well, it is, uh, like you said, I mean, it is them doing their homework uh, and, you know, their due diligence on all of the top quarterbacks. Interesting because they were at pro days, like they went and got to see CJ Stroud. But I think a big question with that, Zach, was like, well, there's like four or five different Ohio State players that could go in the first round. And maybe the Titans are there paying more attention to Paris Johnson Jr. than they are anybody else. Maybe they're paying attention to Jackson Smith and Jigba. There's reasons to go there. But the Titans sent a, a large contingent of their front office, including Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel and Tim Kelly to Lexington for the Kentucky Wildcats Pro Day, which... Uh, was a Will Levis highlight show. I mean, there weren't too many guys there that you were getting an eye on, especially on the offensive side of the ball, other than Will Levis. So everybody was there for Will Levis's pro day. Ran was down in Gainesville to check out Anthony Richardson by himself while Mike was in Knoxville at Tennessee's pro day. And now you have them inviting him for a top 30 visit. So for those that I guess don't know, this is not a workout. This is not a football workout. They are not going to be putting him through drills or, you know, getting him in the weight room. 
He is in Nashville today, and he will go with Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon and discuss things like film, go over some of the concepts that, that he saw in college, what he was seeing on a particular play, why he operated uh, in a particular way, and then more of like question and answer, get to know the player. Uh, that is what goes on at a lot of these visits in medical evaluations for guys where it's necessary. But this is now another step, Zach, where I don't think anybody can deny the Titans are doing more than just checking in. They're really looking to get a feel for this year's quarterback class. And I, I think it is a legitimate possibility that they're considering taking one of these guys at 11 or moving up because you don't do this much extensive work on everybody in the class if you're not waiting to see what's available to you. Yeah, and look, this is a above-the-shoulders day. That's how I kind of categorize yeah. it because you're really going to get to know this person and you're really going to get to ask them a lot of questions. This is kind of like my dream. I love interviewing people because asking a lot of bunch of different questions about themselves. How do they handle pressure? How do they handle different scenarios? You get them up on the whiteboard. You tell them whatever the hell you want them to, you, you know, to ask. For you to get to know them, you saw the John Gruden thing, you know, years back of of the whiteboards of you know, can't, yeah, you spider two Y banana, can you understand <laughs> you know, do all that? But now it's not, know, a bad Gruden. That's you, not a bad Gruden. You get the comfort level, or maybe lack thereof, who knows, of what type of guy this is. Can he be a leader? Because when you're talking about a quarterback and you're drafting him in the first round you're drafting him to be the face of the franchise. You're not drafting him to back up Ryan Tannehill for the next four years. You, you, this is not a Malik Willis type interview. It just isn't. Now, we don't know where Will Levis will actually land. He may be a second round quarterback. He may be a top five quarterback. We have no idea how it will shake out. But what you really have to figure out is he smart? Is he intelligent? Is he savvy? Can he be the face of your franchise? Can he play ball? Does he love ball? And does he know ball? And we've seen the Kevin Dodds of the world, the Isaiah Wilsons of the world that have not loved ball. And they've came in here and, and kind of screwed the franchise over in a short circuit that had some long lasting effects. I think that the Titans are still feeling the effects of Isaiah Wilson, but Will Levis, I think this is a positive for Will Levis. This is what Will Levis probably does very well. It is communicating. It is getting to know. I've seen some interviews with Will Levis. The guy has his head on straight. I think he wants it. Now, does he have all of the intangibles to be a franchise-type quarterback that can lead you know, his team for years to come? Uh, that, that's in the eye of the beholder. That's whoever picks him. That's an environment-type question that I kind of mentioned earlier. But you have to do your homework. And I think more, more so of what this says about the Titans is they're doing their homework on these big-time quarterbacks. I expect the Titans to have some serious thoughts in pulling the trigger on one of these, let's say, five quarterbacks. And maybe it's something that they're looking for, right? That, like, you know, they 
We, we got a report the other day. I think it was six teams have reached out to the Arizona Cardinals about potentially moving up to number three. You don't know if one of these quarterbacks is going to still be on the board at 11 and, you know, trading up won't be necessary. You don't know how it's going to shake out. But as you start to get a better feel for who's going where and what value buckets each of these quarterbacks are kind of dropped in, uh, I get the sense that the Titans – might be looking to be blown away by one of these guys. Maybe they're looking for something in Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or somebody else that will say, okay, we've got everything we need now to make us feel better about moving up to go get this guy or to make us feel good about drafting him at number 11 overall. And uh, to your point that you made earlier, I think a lot of these visits is stripping down the comfort and really finding out who these prospects are. You're not at your college town in your facility that you've been working out at for the last three years anymore. You don't have teammates around you. You don't have a pool of other prospects around you like you do at the combine where it's kind of a more comfortable setting. You're getting out of your comfort zone, going to a team's building, um, and really getting put in a hot seat by yourself to figure out how do you handle pressure and do you have those intangibles the team is looking for. They can look at the tape and see who you are on the field all day long, but we know that a lot of it is up here sometimes. So before we get to his strengths and weaknesses, because we're going to go through and learn a little bit more about Will Levis today, and I think that's, I think that's needed for Titans fans because Will Levis and Anthony Richardson both have this I think unfortunate stigma of what maybe they didn't do or produce in college at Florida and Kentucky, their numbers aren't great. I mean, th there's a lot of things that have stacked up. Now, was that due to their play or was that due to their surroundings, their teammates, their culture? I, I don't know. I think that's what the Titans are trying to figure out before we get to Levis's strengths and weaknesses. As I, I kind of recap that they, you know, will Levis heading to Nashville for a Tuesday visit with the Titans, that is today, Tuesday, April 11th. Sam, how would you impress Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon if you're Will Levis? This is a weird question, but I'm going to kind of, you, you've been around, you know, Mike over the last year, you know, covering the Titans. You kind of understand a little bit about his personality. Sometimes he can be moody, sometimes he can be egotistical and sometimes he can be really like player friendly he can be in a great mood he could be excited you could be boys with him right I mean it, you kind of have that ebb and flow with Mike Vrabel I think that also makes him multiple which makes him a good head coach and we've seen that on the field how, how do you approach if you're Will Levis heading into this situation because you all you do want to impress the Tennessee Titans just like you want to impress the Carolina Panthers or the Texans or the Colts or the Cardinals, whoever it is, whoever you're taking a visit on, how do you impress Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon? Yeah, well, number one, I think, which Will Levis will have no problem with, is confidence. Uh, when, when you're around a character like Mike Vrabel and a personality like Mike Vrabel, which it is overwhelming at times. Like, Mike is a very, like, intimidating guy when he wants to be. He's the life of the party when he wants to be. He's all of those things in one. So you need to interact with confidence. You cannot, uh, you know, have insecurities or questions about yourself. You have to be able to banter and, and you know, 
feel confident in yourself, that energy is evident in the room around you. And that's something that I know Mike Vrabel picks up on anywhere that he goes. But as a quarterback, a couple qualities that I think uh, I would try and portray are some of the things I think the Titans are looking for. Number one is leadership. We know how Mike Vrabel values leadership in his locker room, leadership from the quarterback position, and going along with that is toughness. We hear him talk about Ryan Tannehill time and time again about how he is tough. We know Mike Vrabel's frustration with the injuries that have been on the Titans roster over the last few years. And we know that if he's moving on a quarterback and moving on a player in the first round, he wants to make sure that you are reliable and going to be available to him at all times. So if I'm Will Levis, I'm trying to come across as the best leader and the most tough quarterback Mike Vrabel has ever met in this meeting. My number three thing, which uh, is more of an X's and O's thing, but you have to show good anticipation and understanding of the concepts that are in front of you. Those were the three things that Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel uh, kind of pointed to as the characteristics they like in quarterbacks. One of them was accuracy, which that is an on the field issue, which is, you know, on the tape in the workouts that Will Levis has already done. But they mentioned anticipation, leadership, toughness. Those are the traits in the next Tennessee Titans quarterback and the guy that I think this this uh, regime ends up hitching their wagon to, if you go into that room with a confidence and showing off those traits, that's how you blow the Titans away. Very good answer. I, I agree with all of those. And that's, I think, you and I both getting to know how Vrabel works, what the Titans are looking for, their needs. You know, Joey brings this up. I'd take Levis at 11, but wouldn't trade up. That's something that we're about to get into, which is, what do you guys actually think about Levis? We've got a great question. Uh, I said we got some jackpot bucks on the horizon that we'll read. But before we talk about his strengths and weaknesses and get to a little bit of tape from A to Z Sports Film Room, a shout out to our guy James Foster. We'll hear from them. Before we get to that, I do want to tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com, the Palisade full-size SUV, third-row seating, all the bells and whistles, plus fuel efficiency. That's what you need when you're buying a new car to make sure that you're saving in the long run. They've got the Sonata, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe, even the Ionic, which is battery-powered. Payne Bone and his team, Payne Bone, uh, he family-owned and operated. You go to this dealership and test drive one of these vehicles, I guarantee you'll get hooked up with a great deal especially if you mentioned that you heard A to Z Sports. They'll really, they hey, they know us over there at Wilson County Hyundai. They'll hook you up with a great deal. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with the bonus code ATOZ Sports. You see it there below you. It's ATOZ Sports, and you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. We've got some NBA like play in action coming up later this week. Baseball is in full swing and the NHL playoffs are right around the corner. So get with BetMGM this time of year and make sure you're using that bonus code. That's ATOZ Sports and up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. All right, let's get to Kane's comment. Little jackpot bucks coming in there. $9.99. Look, 
he speaks what he believes. And Kane says that Levis is a second round pick at best. Let's be honest. All top NFL analysts says uh, whoever drafts him, it's over. It's reaching pass. Besides, he isn't the only QB they talk to. So why the hype? Well, I think, Kane, I think the hype is surrounding the Titans and a quarterback, not necessarily Titans and an in particular quarterback. But they're doing their homework on Will Levis, and Will Levis is probably more likely to be there than Bryce Young at 11, right? Or at three if they choose to trade with the Cardinals, and really more importantly, if the Cardinals choose to trade with them. And so let's look at Will Levis a a little bit deeper. Let's look at his strengths and weaknesses because he's got both of them just like every quarterback prospect. Will Levis, some strengths, arm strength, toughness, mobility, leadership. Sam, these are some of the things that you were talking about of what you needed to express if you're Will Levis in the meetings today with the Titans, but it also has some weaknesses. Accuracy, that's a glaring one. Pocket presence, you got to have it in the NFL. Decisions, they got to be quick timely and you got to make the right ones when you're in the national football league when you're a quarterback and mechanics mechanics can be taught and coached but sometimes that's tough to do look at tim tebow's arm motion that thing ain't going anywhere he tried to fix it and then you always go back to what you know the one thing with the mechanics though with will levis they're quick he has a super super quick release that helps his decision-making, that helps his pocket presence. So he doesn't hold on to the football, and he can get out of his hands quick. It's really weird because, like, it it is so fast. It looks like he's not trying, which is unbelievable for a guy that has his arm strength. Like, you kind of see it's like a flick of the wrist, and the ball's just launching out of his arm. The other thing with mechanics that I would say are poor mechanics concerning, yes, but we have seen – Guys with bad mechanics also have it not really matter. Like Patrick Mahomes' throwing mechanics are not good from like a prototypical sort of perspective. Turns out none of that matters when you have, you know, incredible arm talent, incredible accuracy, make great decisions, and, uh, you know, all of the intangibles that Mahomes has on top of it. Like sometimes a mechanic is the thing that hinders your game. Sometimes it's just that, how you throw the ball, and it really doesn't affect you. So that's another weakness that's like, is it going to be a problem? Can it translate? That's a big question. Yeah, it is. And I want to say this and preface the question that we'll ask the chat, the video we're about to watch. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker are developmental quarterbacks. They will improve if they are developed. Josh Allen had a problem throwing high his first year. And Josh Allen was a you know perennial first-round pick. We all know what Josh Allen turned out to be. But you he improved that. Will Levis, I don't believe, will be asked to start week one, day one, from their team. I just don't, I don't think that is the right decision. If whoever drafts Will Levis, if they're having to trot him out there week one of this season, I do think that he'll have some problems. But if he has developed the correct way, I think he has the intangibles and the and and the attributes to become a really good player. 
Yeah. Before we get to our, well, I was going to say, before we get to our question, I do want to watch this film because A to Z Sports Film Room, if you have not subscribed, I tell you guys to subscribe all the time to our channel. A to Z Sports Film Room with James Foster. It's youtube.com slash A to Z Film Room. We are growing over there. I mean, I, I we may be, we have, may have more subscribers over uh, on YouTube at our film room than we do here in uh, our Nashville section because of how much it's blowing up. Great draft previews from a lot of different players, including Will Levis. Will Levis, I think this video has like 60,000 views. So it's been viewed a lot. James did a great job with this. And I want to play an excerpt from that of his film review. This is like a 10-minute video that you can go back and watch if you want to know a little bit more about Will Levis. Really, all you got to do is search Will Levis film. I think it's the second video. For Will Levis, though, let's take a look at the beginning of this video and watch some of, I think, the, the good qualities of Levis that maybe a lot of the chat, I've seen some negative comments, aren't thinking about. I try to avoid listening to other draft analysis before I've had a chance to watch the tape myself because I don't want to develop biases or opinions that aren't based on what I see on film, but it was impossible to ignore all the negativity surrounding Will Levis. Heading into this video, I was expecting him to be somewhat of a scrub, and so I was surprised to see that he actually does check a lot of the boxes that you want for a first-round quarterback prospect. He has elite arm talent. There are a lot of comparisons to Josh Allen, and I don't think Levis's arm is as explosive, but he can easily push the ball 55 to 60 yards downfield. And what's most impressive about Will Levis is that he doesn't need a clean pocket to step into to get these throws off. You can see on this play against Northern Illinois, he sidesteps the pressure to the left, and then he's able to throw this fade route with perfect accuracy as he's moving in the opposite direction but the reason that I say Will Levis has elite arm talent and not just elite arm strength is because of the control that he has over touch and ball placement. Throwing the ball 30 yards like he does on this play isn't really impressive for an NFL quarterback prospect, but he's able to deliver it with enough elevation to get over these underneath defenders, and then it just drops into the catching window. A lot of younger quarterbacks with big arms throw line drives in these situations, and if the defensive back's able to turn around, then it's an interception. But you can see on this play again, there's enough elevation so that Keeley Ringo can't make a play on the ball, but then it drops drops right at the end of the sideline so his receiver can come down with it. See, and I, look, I've heard the negativity in the chat, which is okay. You guys can think what you want. That's the freedom of America and the freedom of this show. But I would tell you to go look at that film in the film room. And they've got Anthony, look, we've got Anthony Richardson too. James Foster does a great job on film room and our team that we've got on, on that side of the company there were some good throws there, and there were some deep throws there. Traylon Burks is a deep threat. I don't know who you're going to pair Jalen Burks with, but maybe it's another deep threat. Maybe it's a speeder wide receiver. Maybe it's a guy who can get open. We know that Chig Okonkwo is a guy that can get open. He has speed for a tight end, and he's going to be paired up on linebackers that maybe he can run away from. So, you know, this is a build. You know, Will Levis would be a building block if they did draft him, and it would be a future type move to surround him with better pieces. But Sam, what did you think about some of those throws that he was making in Kentucky? I will say before you answer that, the one that was back across his body is a no-no. But damn, that was a beautiful pass. Yeah, I mean, it's, I like what James said. I like how he put it with arm talent, not just arm strength. Like, was the accuracy an issue at times? Yes, 
like it's like you mentioned, like sometimes overthrows, throwing too high, those things can be issues. But if you can show the capacity to not only throw it deep, but have touch on your deep ball, that's when you really start to become a playmaker at the NFL level. Um, and I, I don't think there's a lot of question about the physical talent of Will Levis uh, in terms of his size, his arm strength, his arm talent as a whole. He's got overall plus mobility and athleticism. It is, does the whole package fit together when you start to consider defensive schemes uh, and how he handles pressure and what kind of anticipatory throws he makes and uh, how he picks apart defenses? Those are some of the, the negatives and the weaknesses of Will Levis's game that I think concern a lot of people. And they're a reason why a lot of Titans fans are afraid to draft him. But I also think it, it is relevant, as you said. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are not the Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud of this draft. Those two guys, Stroud and Young, are going to be day one plug-and-play starters that you expect to be successful and help you win games. Now, will Levis or Richardson start week one for their team? Maybe. But the goal is to develop them over a two- or three-year period into the superstar quarterback that we that you see flashes of their potential in. It is not an immediate fix, but it is your future guy that you are investing in now because you see some of those traits. So the question should not be, is Will Levis ready to be you know, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback in 2023? It should be, does Will Levis have what it takes to develop into one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL? And is it worth taking that chance in the top 10? And how much are you willing to give up if you have to give up to get them? That's the key because the Titans are not in real great position. The Colts are ahead of the, the Titans, right? They're yeah. a quarterback needy team. So you may not have the luxury. You may have to go do something to get up there. And I think that's a conversation that needs to be had. Let's ask this question. What is your interest level in the Titans drafting Will Levis on a scale of one to 10? One being, I'm not interested, buyer beware, drafter beware, I'm out. Ten being, I'm willing to do a lot to go get that guy. Not saying that ten is like he's the best quarterback in the draft, but where the Titans are, how do you feel? Interest level in the chat, one through ten. But first, Sam, could you please tell us all about the Bone and Joint Institute? I sure can. Uh, the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee is the region's destination for comprehensive and orthopedics and sports medicine care. You can visit them at boneandjointtn.org. Whenever you get hurt in life, you know what you have to do. You have to call the Bone and Joint Institute located in Franklin with over a dozen specialists who can help you through any type of injury. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility on campus to help your recovery. And it's really as convenient as possible because it's all under one roof, all in the same building. That's everything from clinic to testing, to imaging, to surgery, to rehab, to schedule your appointment and get their care. Go to boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. That is BetMGM. Download the app today. You can get uh, right there on that, that app or your Google or Android app store. Uh, they've got you covered with a BetMGM. ATOZ Sports is the bonus code. They're the king of the sports book. If you download the app, you can get hooked up 
And here's kind of the best part if you are a new user. That bonus code, ATOZ Sports, get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's BetMGM. All right, Sam, I'm going to send you to the comment section and see where everybody stands when it comes to Will Levis on a scale of 1 to 10 in the chat. I got a feeling we're not going to have a ton of high numbers, but I don't know. All right, let's see it. Steven's at four. Jonathan is at a two. Josh is at a one. Uh, Steven's at a five. JQ's at a 1.5. Excuse me. Malachi is at a one. John, negative four. He's going the wrong direction here. It's one to 10, John. You have to stay between one and 10 when the game is one to 10. You can't go to negative four. Five from Nate, uh, two from uh, Steven, a zero from Mr. Jones. Again, it's a one to 10 game, guys. That's that's how that works. Uh, a three from Tighten Up, a nine from Ruben, a two from Mark, seven from Joey, a solid three from Donald, four from Eric, four from Pauly D. We got a one from Nate's Burner, 1.1 from Nick, four from Big G, one from Jacob Ray, seven from Allen. Three from Tall Texan, four for Jarvis, seven for Eric Davis, four for Jonathan Hernandez, seven for Brad Anderson, four for Eric. We got uh, two from Michael, four from Deborah, five from Bryson. Not too many high scores. We had our one nine. We Orlando, our guy Orlando's at a 6.5, uh, 3.14 for, for Sean. This is a good point from Kyle, a seven if he's there at 11. A seven if he's there at 11, but that number might change if you're talking about trading up to draft him. Andre is at a five, says you can't hit if you don't swing. Scott says a five because I really don't know enough about him. Uh, Well, go watch A to Z Sports Film Room, Scott, on Will Levis. Maybe you can get more educated on his tape, his strengths and weaknesses, and get a better feel for potentially the future Tennessee Titans quarterback. Kenneth is a four. Jody is a four, uh, but... I will go to you now, Zach, of 1 to 10. Where are you on your Titans' Will Levis interest meter at this point? I think you have to take a long look at where you would draft him. Because where one would draft is the key of the value you're getting for the player. I don't think... I would be comfortable with the Titans trading up to three and giving up for future first round picks for Will Levis. You're going to have to fall in love with this guy. You're going to have to be like, he is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you're going to have to feel the same way that the Kansas city chiefs felt about Patrick Mahomes to trade up because what you don't want to get into, and this is unfortunate. I don't think it's fair for Trey Lance but the 49ers obviously fell in love with Trey Lance. They drafted him. They gave up a lot of picks. They picked him and he hasn't done much because he sat behind Jimmy G. Then he got hurt when he got the job. And so he's, he's kind of been back and forth. I think I would be okay with the Titans drafting Will Levis. If he fell to them at 11 and the Titans didn't have to give up any future first-round picks. They draft their quarterback. They found value. They liked him. They had him pegged as a top-five quarterback, but somehow they were unable to trade up to three to get him, and he fell to 11. Then I think I sit there and I say, all right, that's what the Titans have decided. 
Let's see what he can do. I, I don't like the idea of them trading up to three to draft Will Levis. Um, but they got to do something. Here's the tough part, Sam. They're in purgatory. Ryan Tannehill's not going to allow them to just win three games. He is going to win more games. So that means that you're, you know, going to pick at a different uh, at a different spot next year. For Will Levis as a quarterback for the Titans, I think I'm probably at a 6.5. Um, you, you sniped my number right there. That was yeah, you sniped my number. I, I am. I don't think he's Jake Jake Locker. I've seen a lot of comments in, in the chat. I don't think he's Jake Locker because I don't think he's built like Jake Locker. He's strong. He's physical. He can get the the. I mean, here's some positives on him. The guy is ripped, so you hope that that can make him durable. He's got a a quick release and a powerful arm, which are two things that you need in the NFL. He hasn't played with a lot of great talent, right? He hasn't played with the likes of Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwo and whoever else they're going to surround him with. He hasn't had an offensive line. I mean... And the Titans, you could argue, haven't yeah. either. But uh, but I, I do think that there is some upside. And here's the biggest thing for me of why I'm at a 6.5 and I'm, I'm above the five fault line. I think Ryan Tannehill can really help Will Levis. So you're doing this as a year of, because that's the other question, right? So you draft a quarterback, let's say they get Will Levis at 11. Do you move on from Ryan Tannehill and save the $27 million with a post June one designation? Or do you start Ryan Tannehill and give the year to the young quarterback? I mean, that's a different conversation, but from what you say, I, I take it that you're in the camp of, letting a developmental guy develop for a year and then going into next year with him as your guy. Yeah. I've, I've maintained that you don't cut Ryan Tannehill. If you draft Anthony Richardson and, or, or I guess, or Will Levis, you can't draft them both. So, but you do not cut Ryan Tannehill because you have your quarterback. Now, now you get the fans something to cheer about because Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are going to go try to win you as many games. And you get Ryan Tannehill to teach Will Levis as much as he can. I think we figured out, and this is a conversation for another day, that Malik Willis didn't take. You know, it wasn't necessarily Ryan Tannehill's fault that Malik Willis wasn't ready for that week 18 game. That was Malik Willis not being ready. So, I and and Sean Gill brings up the Tannehill. That's not my job. Well, it's not his job. I mean, is the reality? We, we've been over this a time and time. No, ago. it's not, not his, his job, job. But this year would be a different scenario than last year. It also doesn't mean just because it's not Ryan Tannehill's primary job to be a mentor that Will Levis doesn't learn from a guy like that, who they do have a lot of similarities. Um, I am actually right with you at a 6.5. I was in the 6 to 7 range if it's at 11 because I am adamant about what you said that they have to do something. And I like what Andre said earlier that you can't hit if you don't swing. Uh, I, I would take as many swings at quarterback as it takes to get the right one because that seems to be the driving force behind all of these successful NFL franchises in today's league is 
who got the quarterback right most often. And even if it's a second round pick like Jalen Hurts, you get it right. You're in a good spot for years to come. That's where I would be if I was the Titans. So I don't hate the idea of trading up or, uh, or drafting Levis and or Richardson at 11. If I'm trading up, though, and I've been on the record about this, I prefer Anthony Richardson, so I go down to a three if it is at number three overall. I think if you're trading up and giving up the first-round picks in the future to go and get a quarterback, it needs to be for a guy that is exceptional in a particular area of the sport. And Anthony Richardson is as exceptional of an athlete that we have ever seen in the NFL draft at the quarterback position. So a guy like that, I think I make the justification of he has game-changing speed and athleticism and a difference maker to be a future MVP type of guy if all goes well. And trading up for that makes more sense than Will Levis, who I think is a more developmental potential franchise quarterback that doesn't necessarily jump out as having one exceptional trait in any area. Well, Anthony Richardson's ceiling is definitely higher. He, I, you know, I think right. everybody has said that he has one of, if not the highest ceiling because of his age and his, I mean, he's not Bryce young. That is a buck 80 soaking wet. Right. I mean, Anthony Richardson is a, a 20 to 21 year old man child. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what, he represents now can he play really good football and make those decisions and make all the throws and be accurate and command a huddle and lead and be the face of a franchise i think those are the question marks for anthony richardson and you know all right din on on youtube brings up the ryan Tannehill after june 1st 27 million the titans need to get some players i would ask i mean what players are you going to get after june 1st yeah, I mean, it's it. that money is not money that I guess is like going to be used immediately unless it's part of a trade. Right? You're going to get that money back next year after this season. So, I, but I guess the thought process, I the counter argument would be it could be part of a trade. You could hypothetically move on from Tannehill post June 1, work to coordinate a trade to bring in a weapon, a DeAndre Hopkins, a whoever is on the trade market, Mike Evans, whatever, make that deal you add a weapon for the young qb but you need that 27 million dollars to do so the you're out of money and these guys aren't cheap that would be the only justification if you're trading for a big time wide receiver and that may happen but i don't expect that too yeah well let's talk about uh sh should we get to my player comparison yeah, yeah real quick K kane had some lunchbox money oh, yeah. says, the analytics on willis was higher coming out than Levis talking about Malik Willis. So how is this an upgrade, especially when he isn't ready? And I think Kane, that is because the more, you know, the Titans now know more about Malik Willis than they did before they drafted him. They drafted him for a reason. The guy who drafted him is no longer a part of the franchise. John Robinson is fired, but they now I think learned, and this is an unfortunate thing. They learned that Malik Willis doesn't throw the football enough. I mean, the difference, I, how is this an upgrade? How is it different? I would say the system, right? I mean, like Malik Willis, the biggest red flag with him coming out of Liberty was the fact that he hadn't worked under center hardly at all. And, you know, when you have, uh, it's almost like a basketball player 
uh, having a very high usage rate, Zach. Like when the ball is in your hands all the time and you are the center of attention, you find it easier to make plays and score points. But how productive are you when uh, that changes a little bit in a different setting or a more advanced competition? Malik Willis at Liberty was the most talented player on the football field every time he went out there. And he was running around as the fastest guy with the biggest arm, not running a pro-style offense, just making magic happen. And he did so uh, a lot of the time to get him on NFL draft radars. What the Titans learned was that his decision-making, his reaction time, his body's rhythm was not up to speed with what it needs to be at the NFL level yet. Now, who knows where they're at on Malik Willis moving forward. The Week 18 game might suggest that they're not very high on him for 2023 and, and the years that are to follow. But we know there are some tools there. But how is it different? Well, Will Levis played football in the SEC, uh, like straight up. He, he has seen the very best of competition. He's seen the very best pass rush and corners. Uh, and he has run more of a pro-style offense than Willis did in college by tenfold. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, Big Ten guy talking up at the SEC. You, you love. Well, I, I didn't want to, but you, you know, you love it. to hear it. Well, Big Ten Jeff, where are you at? You hear that? <laughs> um, all right, now I'm curious about this player comp, Sam. Who do you compare Will Levis to in the pros, and who can he be more like? And, and since we had our pre-show conversation, I, I've thought of two guys, and I'm curious to see if one of the two are the guy that you're thinking of, but who is a player comparison for Will Levis in this league? Well, I think you have to start off because the question is always, well, what do guys, it's exactly what we just were asked by Kane, right? What do scouts see in this guy? Because he wasn't all that productive in college. So let's take a look at the measurables real quick. This is Will Levis, six foot four, 229 pounds, a 34-inch vertical, a 10-foot, 4-inch broad jump. <clears throat> he did not run the 40 at the combine, but uh, after looking it up, uh, they are estimating that he's somewhere around 4.7 in his 40-yard dash speed. That's kind of what, uh, what the consensus is there. So those are the physical traits. And uh, let me just throw this up real quick. There is college Josh Allen and college at University of Wyoming Josh Allen at 6'5 237 pounds a 33 inch broad so here real quick comparison 6'5 237 Will Levis 6'4 229 we've got 33 and a half inches 911 and 475 40 speed to 34 inches 104 and around 47 speed so those are some of the physical traits, right? Those are some of the physical traits that they look at and say, this is a big guy with a big arm, with plus athleticism, with good size and durability. But Will Levis wasn't all that productive in college. So is that a red flag? Here are some of his numbers. 17 and nine as a starter. Another thing he has ripped on for, uh, you know, he didn't win a ton of games or have all that much like, collegiate success at Kentucky 65% completion percentage. And then over three years, 5,200 passing yards, 8.2 yards per attempt, 43 touchdowns, 23 INTs, 11 rushing touchdowns. 
Here's Josh Allen, 16 and 11. That is a worse record. That is a worse completion percentage, less passing yards, slightly less yards per attempt, a very similar touchdown to interception ratio. Levis was 43 to 22, and Josh Allen is 44 to 21. He had 12 rushing touchdowns, while Will Levis had 11. So, Zach, what do NFL scouts see in this guy? They see a quarterback with a similar build, similar tools and traits, and a pretty similar collegiate track record to that of a perennial MVP candidate. Now, to your point, Josh Allen was developed very, very well by the Buffalo Bills. He had a lot of struggles in year one. He struggled some in year two. And by year three, he was a superstar. And he had Brian Dable. Right. So does Will Levis develop into that? That remains to be seen. If that was a guarantee, he'd be the first overall pick in the draft. No doubt about it. But what do scouts see in him? The potential to be that guy in Buffalo. And uh, I think that that comparison is pretty compelling when you look at these guys side by side. Yeah. And I think that the Titans have the opportunity to develop. That's the key. That's the unique part of the Titans situation. They have a quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback right now. Mike Vrabel would tell you that. Rand Carthon would tell you that. He's under contract. Yeah. The Colts don't have that luxury. The Raiders may have that luxury because of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? But, you know, the Titans are in a unique situation. The Panthers don't have that luxury. The Texans sure as hell don't have that luxury. You know, and this is kind of what the Falcons tried to do last year with Mariota and Ritter. Now Ritter takes over. He took over towards the end of last season. Mario didn't like that. Too damn bad. And now Ritter is going to be the quarterback that they roll with this coming season. I, I think that's a decent plan too, right? Like, I mean, we have our, we're skeptical about what the Titans can be this year, but we, you and I are both in agreement. A Tannehill, Henry, now Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byard team is going to be relatively in the mix. So the question is December 1st, are you six and seven or are you eight and five, right? And, and where you are on that scale determines whether or not you run it back, like keep going with Ryan Tannehill and try and play your best damn football down the stretch and, and make a playoff push. Or if you say, all right, it's time to get Will Levis five games of experience, four games of experience and help his development. It gives you some flexibility there as the season plays out about, are you the 500 team that we saw last year or are you healthier and more competitive in the AFC South? And, you know, Titans and Truth says, I don't believe in the coaching when it comes to development. That's also a thing. Yeah. How much do you believe in Tim Kelly and the people that Mike Vrabel has surrounded, you know, these players with as far as his staff as an offensive developmental type staff? I, I don't know. I think Titans and Truth has a, a point there. Here's the last thing I'll say before we go to trivia. We had a lot of hate in the chat for Will Levis. And that's fine. That's everybody's opinion. If the Titans draft Will Levis, what do you think the chat's going to say? You think they're going to jump on board? You think they're going to all of a sudden be like, oh, whoa. I, I just think that we'll have a change of tune. So April 11th, remember this day. Do. They always do, Zach. I mean, that, and that is the beauty of being a fan is, is you can be negative, 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 negative. 
and then something will switch and all of a sudden you'll see people start to get on board very very quickly results and uh excitement are two things or or hope and results i would say are the two things that get a fan base to drop their opinions at the door and find completely new ones. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you're guilty of it. And uh, Titans fans will be guilty of it. If Will Levis gets drafted by the Titans in the first round, April 11th, remember that day. We may have to go back and get some receipts. Yeah. <laughs> back to Will Levis gets drafted by the Titans. Who knows what's going to happen. That's the fun of the draft. That's at the end of the month. Uh, it's, it's approaching. I mean, it's coming quick. Uh, as is trivia, we got trivia on the other side, but first I want to tell everybody about Farmborough Health Plans of Tennessee. Plan on them for health, dental, and vision. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. We love Farmborough Health Plans. You see them all over, even Titans coverage with preseason games, with us, uh, with the Vols. I mean, they they're they have made an impact in this state for a reason. They've made an impact in my life because I switched to Farmborough Health Plans last year. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z, 200-plus locations. So if you're in the state of Tennessee, they got you covered. Get a quote today at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books, and you can use that bonus code. It's A-T-O-Z sports, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I We mentioned, you know, NBA trivia coming up. Well, NBA playoffs are coming up. Baseball, NHL, whatever it is uh, that is your sport or that you've got a good pick for, make sure you're placing it on BetMGM. Make sure you're placing it with that bonus code. That's A-T-O-Z sports and up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line 800-889-9789. Let's get to it. All right, sports trivia. We're going down a little memory lane, and then we're going to get our paintbrushes out with some art trivia. Let's start with the 2009-2010 NBA season. Let's start with this. This is like my 2K era, Zach. This is my, so like, that's what I'm kind of trying to hang my hat on here is if my 2K era is going to come through with some, uh, some knowledge. Well, here's a team you didn't play with. Which team started right. off the season notoriously bad at 0 and 18? Which team started off the season notoriously bad with the record of 0 and 18? Was it the Knicks, the Nets, the Clippers, or the Timberwolves? Mm, is it bad? I didn't think it was any of those four. I was I was dead set on the Charlotte Bobcats. 0 and 18 in 2010. Uh, well, let's see. I think I have the answer. I Is think the I answer have the in answer. the chat? Well, we're, I, I'm looking at the chat now. I'm going to see if what they think. We got some. Read the options again. It was the Knicks. Knicks, Nets, Clippers, T-Wolves. All right. Knicks, Nets, Clippers, T-Wolves. This is the 2009-2010 season, Nick. Orlando says the Knicks. Paulie D says the Knicks. Knicks, uh, let's see. Johnny says Wolves. 
uh, Timberwolves, Timberwolves, Knicks, Knicks or Nets, 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 Timberwolves. All right. Well, let me get my idea out there. I think this is the Clippers. I thought it was the Clippers as well. Because of Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was the first overall pick in a draft, I want to say, right around 2010, 2011 area. And none of those other teams had a top pick in a draft. And I don't think Blake Griffin played this season. No, I don't think he did either. Do you want to go host versus chat and go Clippers? I mean, the Knicks Knicks have not had a top pick. And they were – yeah. That would have been right before or after they got Carmelo. Either way, they had Amari Stoudemire. They would have been relatively like competitive. I don't think it. I don't remember the T Wolves picking at the top of the draft in these years, unless they just lost the lottery. I mean, that's a possibility. But like, I saw. I think I my gut was the Clippers when that I was saw. mine too. So let's, let's see. What do it, the chat is saying Nets were bad all of the two thousands. Nets. Uh, Nick says he's a Knicks fan, not the Knicks. I agree. It's not the New York Knicks. Yeah. But I I think it's the Clippers. All right. Let's go Clippers. We're going against the Screw the people. Oh, no. Now I'm nervous. I think it's the Clippers. Clippers final A to Z. Let's lock it in. Oh, no. Ah. Oh. Ending up with a record of 12 and 70. What? Leading scorer, Brooke Lopez, was only oh, in his sophomore season no. with the New Jersey Nets. I do not remember the Nets going 12-70. and 70. I don't remember them going 0-18. 12-70? Who did they draft? I mean, they, they didn't get the first pick. So who would they have ended up drafting? Because they would have had a top three pick at 12 and 70. This is 09-2010, so the 2010 draft. I, I don't know. know. We'll have to go back now. I'm I don't know. My brain. Who won the 2010 slam dunk competition? Okay. DeMar DeRozan? No. Dwight Howard? Nate Robinson? Or Shannon Brown? DeMar yeah. DeRozan, I don't think, won it. No, DeMar DeRozan, he did not win it. I, Dwight I, Howard and Nate Robinson did. And I believe Shannon Brown, I don't think he won it, but he was a high flyer. Well, I think Howard and Robinson both won it twice. I'm pretty sure. And this was kind of the era, era in which they were, you know, competing regularly. So I'd be between those two. Chat is saying... One of those two. We got Dwight from Tank Sinatra, uh, Robinson from Brad Anderson, Nate from Jesse, Robinson from Brad Davis. Uh, Nick said Nate Robinson won it a few times as a Nick. Yeah, he won it twice. I think Dwight Howard also won it twice, though. Orlando says Nate Robinson. We have uh, Nate the Great, Nate Robinson. Let's go. Now we got to go with the chat. We have Superman, Howard, and Dwight coming in from uh, three answers here. So we're split down the middle, Robinson or Howard. This is the hard part because I'm pretty sure it was like they won it in three or four straight years mixed in between, between the two of them. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe Nate Robinson. I mean, what do you think? I want to say 
I want to say Nate Robinson. Is this is true? He wore the kryptonite and he jumped over Dwight Howard one year. I do remember that. Yeah, but what year? But is that so? That would mean that Nate won it after Dwight Howard, and I feel like once you hit like 2012, you're too late for Nate Robinson. Is I agree. He, I think we go Nate Robinson. I think so too. Let's go Nate the Great, Nate Robinson, final A to Z. Let Shannon dunk. No, wait, Shannon Brown. Although he didn't do well in the contest, Shannon Brown had huge support, including his own website campaign, only to lose to Nate Robinson in the 2010 slam dunk competition. Oh, you got me. I was like, (laughs) I had no recollection of a Shannon Brown dunk contest win. So that is, I remember Uh, Nate Robinson was the correct answer. There we go. One for two. Good job, chat. Let's go. That was a good start. And my apologies on the Clippers answer. That was a little bit too meta when, uh, whatever. Here we go. In the 2009-2010 season, for the second consecutive season, LeBron James managed to win the coveted MVP award. But who came in second place in voting for most valuable player? Was it Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, or Dwayne Wade? Who came in second this is his. This was LeBron's. Oh nine ten is what his last year in Cleveland. Correct. This was is, right uh, before he left. This wait, was in the Mavs win the twenty ten championship though. No, that was, was that was the Mavs beat the Heat. So this was Lakers Magic, I believe. Or. No, the Mavs the, the this year is the Lakers Mavs Celtics. beat the Mavs beat the No, that was the first year of which was, was what 2010 2011 or tw- Yeah. Okay. So then yeah, the year before is the Lakers or they won You'd in think 09. it would be Kobe Bryant cuz they went to the finals. I feel like we're missing a year here. A lot of people saying either Kevin Durant, Kobe, or Wade. Well, yeah. I mean. Well, well, a lot of Wade. We got we got a Wade here. We got a Wade. Uh, let's see. Wade, Wade, KD, Kobe, Kobe, Wade, Wade, Wade. Then he went to Miami. Is that what it was that Dwayne Wade gets second over so second in the MVP and then LeBron joins him in Miami the year after or the the at the offseason after? I'm not sure. This one has me stumped. I don't I, it's not Dwight Howard, I don't think. I mean, I'm pretty So we're down to Kobe Durant and Wade. This feels, I mean, I guess it's not. It's not too early for Kevin Durant, but is it too early for Kevin Durant to get MVP consideration? That heavy MVP consideration. The Thunder weren't necessarily well, at their peak they, yet. They weren't at their peak yet because then the Thunder went to the finals two years after that. Right. I, I don't know. 
11, 12. I don't feel like, you know, Dwayne Wade didn't have much help, right? That's why LeBron went there. Right. So I think what we've worked is that the Thunder year was 11, 12. And that means 10, 11 was the Heat over Dallas, which means Dallas only- over the Heat. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Uh, and which means we're on 09 and 10, which we thought was what? Lakers over Lakers who? Celtics. Lakers, it's either Celt- Laker, Lakers, Celtics, or Lakers over. Or was it, a, was it a Spurs year <laughs> in there somewhere? I don't know. No. 2010 sounds right for the Lakers, which makes me feel like it's Kobe. It was Lakers right. over Celtics. That's what it was. I remember it now. Yeah, Lakers were over the Celtics in 2010. And that makes me feel like it could be Kobe if they went to the finals and the Lakers had a really good season. It was but, Lakers over Celtics in seven. I know exactly. I, I remember I watched I re- it. In, I, I watched it in Boston. Oh, ah, there you go. That's tragic. I remember, it was. I remember hey, the hey. game. Tyreek Evans won rookie of the year that year. I uh, so where are we? We got it. We got to Yeah, we got to pick here. I don't know. Uh, let's go. What? What do you think? It's either. I, I don't think it's Kevin Durant. So I think it's either we either go Dwayne Wade or Kobe. Go Kobe then. Let's go Kobe. Final A to Z. <sighs> Kevin Durant. All right. Yeah. He, LeBron had a landslide victory. 116 out of 123 possible first place votes. Kevin Durant came in second. Kobe That's, came third. Dwight Howard was That fourth. is a tough question. The MVP runner-up is a tough question. So, all right. Let's go. We got to get this one. We got to at least split the NBA. Let's go back to LeBron. During the 2019 or the 2009-2010 NBA season, LeBron James' jersey number was 23. True, true or false? True. Well, it's got to be true. Yeah, he went to six in Miami, and we determined that this was the last year in Cleveland. So he was still 23 for his entire tenure as a Cavalier. You want to lock said, that in? Jay said he thought this is my area of expertise. I am not an NBA guy. That is something that you will learn about. I, I have casual NBA fandom. If this was 2009-2010 at MLB trivia, we'd be four for four. But, you know. So I believe that is true. Let's get yeah. this thing rolling. Uh, that is true. Final A to Z. And it is true. Yeah. yeah that one was not on the same caliber as question three. All right, so where are we? We're two of four heading into a question on fine arts, which is not my forte as well. So we'll see. What prompted Pablo Picasso's Pablo Picasso's famous blue period? World War One, a meeting with Edvard Munch, Monk, the death of a friend, or a failed marriage? What prompted Pablo Picasso's famous blue period? Options one more time. World War One, a meeting with Edvar Munst, the death of a friend, or a failed marriage. I mean, I I don't. I think it was a failed marriage. That's what my. But Brad is saying death of a friend. Lock it in. We're getting a lot of failed marriages though. 
I, my gut was failed marriage, but I admittedly don't know the single one single thing about Pablo Picasso or fine arts. So the depression after watching a Will Levis hype video. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we have a lot more failed marriages right in a row. All right. But I, I mean, got yeah, death like, of a I, friend. I, I agree yeah. with this. I mean, Blue and his wife giving him the cold shoulder go go together right. I mean, yeah, a, a failed marriage should inspire a blue period. I mean, that's I, – I think that's logically sound. I, I'm okay with that. I, I, you may You can make a call here. I'm pretty – I don't know. Like I said, that I think the death of a friend lock it in and death of a friend lock it in is pretty we didn't have any failed marriages lock it in. Then let's uh, Matt let's says that. it's I mean, the death of a friend. I, I think we got to go death of a friend. I have the gut my gut with the 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 chat. All right, I'm with you. All right, Death of a friend, lock it in. Let's do it. The blue period refers to the works produced by Spanish painter Pablo Picasso between 1901 and 1904. He painted essentially monochromatic paintings in shades of blue, blue-green, and only occasionally warmed by other colors. According to the artist himself, this period was a response in the depression over the death of a friend who shot himself oh because of an uh, of a love that failed so here's there's like some depth there so it's both technically well the correct answer is a friend who shot himself so the death Which of was a caused friend by a failed marriage well it says a de- uh, uh, a love. So I don't know if he was married or if it was a, so th- there's that. Uh, I began to paint in blue. He wrote when I realized that my friend had died. Well, there you have it. You know, three out more, of five, the more, you know, I'll take three out of five again. Hey, not my best showing some, uh, some tough questions there though. That was a nice little round of trivia. It was, yeah, I still, I, I feel bad about the Clippers one. Who knew that the, New York, New Jersey Nets at the time went 10 and 72 or 12 and 70, whatever it was. We might need to get baseball trivia on here and I can show my forte a little bit. There more. you go. So maybe we'll, we'll choose baseball trivia next time. Thank you guys for joining the show. We'll be back bright and early on a Monday morning, tomorrow morning. Make sure you like the show before you go. That is key. If you have not liked the show, like the show before you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for A to Z Sports. We'll see you tomorrow. Adios.